and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we are here with Will and Grace Season 5, Episode 5. It's the gay pumpkin, Charlie Brown! <gasps> Did you know that the great pumpkin has a secret gay brother? It's a gay pumpkin. Which makes sense. That's not all that defines him, though. I personally quite enjoy the uh, cross-network plug that's happening, because I'm pretty sure The Great Pumpkin always airs on ABC. Pretty sure. And this is probably about the time that it airs, because it's the Halloween episode this week. Halloween! Yay! We love Halloween. It's August here, um, so naturally we're getting ready for Halloween already. Uh, we'll probably put our pumpkins up soon. Yes. Uh, what did we decide we were going to go as this year for Halloween? Oh, Have we decided yet? I don't know if we've decided yet. Um, I feel like there was something we thought of, but then we were like, that's going to be really sad. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I wish I could make a pithy joke here for you. That's fine. Well, listeners, you are just going to have to wait another two months. And until then, I don't know, like, look at pictures of us last year. We or went the year as before. Will and Grace. We did go as Will and Grace last year. We won't do that again. No. The year before, we were Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and that wasn't so great. I mean, it was a great costume. Not a great end result. No. We kind of unfortunately advertised for the wrong team. I guess we could always go as Jack and Karen, but that doesn't really fit us quite as well. Although this week we did discover that even in canon, Karen's hair is fake, so I guess I could go buy one of those. Oh my god, I died. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about the episode description. Okay. Uh, so this week, uh, Will and Grace, it's the gay pumpkin Charlie Brown. On Halloween, Grace allows her new beau, Leo, to drag her into the rustic fall countryside for a long and scary bike ride along with a reluctant Will and his newfound friend. So, they're going on a pumpkin-picking trip. Wah, wah. I, for all of how ridiculous that plot sounds, this was actually my favorite episode so far oh of my the God. new season. Mine too. Um, I mean, there were definitely elements I loved about the last four episodes, but they've been overshadowed so much by that goddamn surrogate plotline. It's not a surrogacy plotline. Oh my God, you're right. Well, it's basically a surrogacy plotline. It should have been. It's, But it's not, though. It's okay. a plotline about Will and Grace co-parenting. Anyways, the co-parenting plotline. Which Matthew's trying to make surrogacy for reasons. I just... It's just such a stupid plotline that I don't even want to call it by its name. Call me by your name. No, I will not. <laughs> I will call you by your name. That's a normal human interaction. I agree. That's fucking weird. It's so fucking weird. Also, we all know a straight guy wrote that, right? Also, I feel like that makes like an effective narrative point in a novel... That was never picked up by anyone involved in the production of the movie. I agree. There's just like a scene where it's like the kid Ilio is just like saying into a phone his own name. He's like, Ilio, Ilio, Ilio. It doesn't make sense. Like, it's very clear that they're attracted to the elements of themselves in each other. And that's a problem, probably. But that's never addressed in the film or the book. I guess I wouldn't know. I haven't read either. Let's move on. Episode was great. It also got our characters out of their normal, um, their normal places. Reluctantly. Reluctantly. I mean, Will and Grace go up into the country, and Jack opens a cafe. Yes, chez Jacques. He hangs out in the hallway. Usually he brings his bow straight into the bedroom, but apparently now he's having them over for coffee first. Well, he likes to dine al fresco, as he was saying. Yeah, and you know. I just, this was like a recurring bet throughout the episode, and it was my fave. It's one of my fave weird little bits that Will and Grace ever does, just because Jack really commits to the bit. Like, yes. He sells coffee to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes a special Jackachino. Yes. Um, he, at one point, 
his table is so small he can't put both chairs on it, but he puts one chair on the table. Because so he's he closing. Can sweep and he's you know. closing and the kitchen's closed. <laughs> it's just, I love it. It's amazing. Well, it's just, it's so, so Jack, you know, like it's. It's so Jacques. It's, it's so Jacques. Like it's exactly the same caliber as like having a terrible matinee act that nobody comes to. Except, like, gays who are there for something else, you know? Yeah. Like, it's exactly the same caliber as that. But it's so much better. It's so much better. It's like, it's like it could be performance art if Jack was not Jack. Right. Like, it's, like, Jack is completely delusional every time he does his cabaret act. But this is, like, a whole new level of delusion, and I, I eat it up every time he's on screen. Yeah. And the other thing I loved about it um, is that it also worked really well with the plot line this week, at mm-hmm. least the B-plot. Yeah. Because um, the B-plot this week involves Karen finally t- trying to tell Stan about her almost affair. Mm-hmm. And she ends up walking in and him having an actual affair. With the lunch lady from the prison. Which of- checks. Yes. Um, but we have this bit that starts with uh, Jacques playing... Um, what is that song they're playing? Tell me something good? Yeah. So Jacques is playing, tell me something good. And Karen casually lets us know that Stan likes to put that on before he has sex. Right. And then later on in the episode, because we, we never see Stan, of course, um, Jack goes to open the door to help Karen confront Jack, mm-hmm. to confront Stan. Only all we hear is just the blast of, tell <laughs> me something good. And then he slams the door shut. But the nice thing is that after that very comic but sad bit, we get... Karen talking about it as Shay Jacques. Yeah. She goes to this beautiful cafe in the hallway of Will and Grace and Jack's apartment. Yes. And she, pours out her heart. She orders a bourbon rocks and Jack says, ooh, we don't have our liquor license. And she said, that's okay, I brought my own. And then proceeds to pull a bottle of bourbon and a <laughs> glass out and yes. pour herself one and kind of tell him that, you know, she, she confronted Stan about the affair and she's leaving him. Which is sad. It is. It's a very sad moment, but it's also sort of liberating to see that Karen um, was strong enough not to like ever properly cheat on Stan, mm-hmm. despite our concerns about the fact that he kind of gave her the go-ahead. Right. Um, but then to see that that whole time he was probably sleeping with this other person because it right. started back when he was in prison. Right, exactly. Um, so you, you kind of got to feel for her. She just, Yeah, that complicates it in a lot of ways, yeah. too. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's clearly very broken up about this, but I, I do support her. I think mm-hmm. that leaving Stan is probably a good idea for her at this time. She needs some independence and some space from him. I agree that, like, I love the Karen and Stan relationship. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of, there's something kind of beautiful about the fact that we never see it actually exist, mm-hmm. but it's so core to her being, you know, but you got to shake it up. And it, this is a natural evolution it makes sense that Stan would have cheated on her in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was thinking about doing the same thing. So they clearly have a lot to work out. Yeah. I mean, obviously it'll all happen off camera. But, you know, Will and Grace has had a lot of important things develop between Stan and Karen, with Megan Mullally doing all the dialogue herself. Yes, Megan Mullally is such a strong actress that she's literally doing the entire work of yeah. their relationship. And we applaud her. <laughs> um... Well, do you want to talk about the Will and Grace portion of the plotline? Yes. So moving on from Jacques, uh, Will and Grace actually do something this week. I know. Crazy. And I have to say, we related to this a little too hard. Yeah. We also have kind of a, a small problem with not feeling always super motivated to do 
things outside of our wheelhouse. Or even do the things we've talked about doing. Yes. So basically the setup is that Leo... Who um, still exists. Who still exists. Uh, kind of pitches the idea of them going on Halloween to pick pumpkins in the mm-hmm. Catskills. And they're going to ride bikes, and he's going to bring his friend to date Will. And uh, literally the second the door closes, both Will and Grace laugh and go, ha, that, ca- that trip isn't happening. Right. Because this is clearly something that they've, like, talked about before, and they're just never going to do it. Yeah. You know? They like Halloween in the city. They like getting dressed up. They like going out. They like going to gay bars and being complimented by drag queens. There's something to, you know, these aspirational things that people say they wish they could do, but they don't really want to do. Right. Like people who say they love to travel, but they don't really love to travel. They love to think about traveling. They love to imagine being inside of places. Right. They actually find travel very stressful. Yes. Um, And we can be like that sometimes. Like, for example, we were talking after watching this episode about how this really reminds us of a time when we almost ended up actually going to a corn maze that we didn't want to go to with one of my exes. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we were just idly talking about it, and the ex was like, well, obviously we should just go do that. And we were like, no. No, 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 We don't do things. Well, and it was far away. And it and wasn't the one we wanted to go to anyway. Right. And I think if, if more stars had been in alignment, we definitely would have gone and had a miserable time, just like Will and Grace. Yes. But we were spared that. Yes. So basically, cut to day of Halloween. Leo shows up and he's like, all right, I got the Jeeps. I got the bikes. I got my friend. Let's go. And they're like, (laughs) what? They have packed literally no things. They are not packed. They are not dressed. They are happily eating breakfast Mm -hmm. and reading the paper and planning to do fucking nothing. Which sounds really relaxing. Halloween is a national gay holiday. Yes. You have to... Take the day off. You know, some people go on vacation for holidays, and some people stay at home. And Will and Grace are the stay-at-home type. Yeah. I mean, stay at home and dress in a weird costume and go out and try to have sex with someone. But, you know. But, you know. Stay, stay at home. home. You know. Like Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go to visit your family, and sometimes... Sometimes you go to have anonymous sex. Yeah, right. Um, so they don't get to have anonymous sex this time around. Mm-hmm. Sorry, everybody. Um, but they do go on this trip, and the funny thing is that Grace actually kind of has... She has a bad time, but she's trying to make herself have a good time. Yeah, so we basically kind of see that, like, Will and Grace both don't super want to go. But since they're going, Grace sort of adopts the, well, let's just try and have a good time. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm the new Grace. I'm going to try something new. You know, I know I don't normally do things, but maybe I could be the type of person who does <laughs> things. Let's see. And so she kind of adopts this, like, we're just going to try it. We're going to have a positive attitude about this. Meanwhile, Will is just, like, a sourpuss the whole time. Mm -hmm. He's pissed off because his date is admittedly very short. And very earnest. Yes. And I mean, like, those are not really things that you sort of see Will seek out in partners. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, Will tends towards very masculine partners. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of a pro-con situation. Right. And I wouldn't say necessarily that this partner is very femme, but he's, like, not hyper-masculine either. Well, and he's just very short, which he, he's hurts just, his masculinity. Right. He's just a short dude who seems very comfortable in his own skin. Yes. Which and, would make Will very uncomfortable. Which, however, I must point out is a continuity error, because as we learned last episode, Will really does like to be taller than everyone. True. So you'd think that this would be a turn-on for him. Mm-hmm. Because he likes to feel superior. But lots of people say they like things in their personal life that they actually don't like in their private life. Yes, as we discover, because he's very mad about how short this date mm-hmm. is. So at one point, uh, Leo and the date, who I'm so sorry, I've forgotten his name. Do I you think remember? it's Kim. Kim? 
That yeah, that's unfortunate too. Yeah. Anyways, so Kim and Leo decide to race their bicycles. Right. And then Will looks at Grace and goes, "Fall off your bike. We have to get home." <laughs> and Grace is like, "I don't want to fall off my bike. I'm the new Grace. I'm gonna try new things. You right. fall off your bike." And then of course, Will irony, actually falls off. His Will bike. actually falls off his bike, and it's not on purpose. Yeah. I. It's just. It's really well done. I mean, mm-hmm. you have these characters who you're forcing out of their comfort zone. And in character, they feel uncomfortable about that. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the thing. In real life, when you're forced outside of your comfort zone, you don't normally take to it like a duck to water. Mm-hmm. You're normally kind of like, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. I'm a little grumpy about it. Well, in this episode, because of the way it's structured where Grace is out of her comfort zone, Leo kind of comes off terrible, but also as well as he possibly can. Right. Because on the one hand, he made her do this and, like, He's really into it, and, like, it's, it's yeah, putting her through hell. He's clearly enjoying himself, and she's clearly miserable. But on the other hand, like, he did his best to make it, like, as good for them as possible. Like, he said, like, bring your friend. Like, I'll bring a friend for my friend. Right. And he's, like, really, like, listening to her and trying to say, like, if you're not having fun, let's go home. Right. They get to the... So, basically, they go back to, like, some sort of cabin mm-hmm. or something after Will falls, and Will sort of, like, laid up on the couch. And right. so Leo's like, do you want to go? Like, let's get the car. We'll go home. And Grace is like, no, I want to keep biking. Right. And so he's like, okay. Like, he does do appropriate boyfriend things. Like, mm-hmm. check in with her to make sure she is having a good time. I certainly don't think he's fooled by her. Not at all. Very transparent lie. But, I mean, he's like, you know what? Like, clearly she wants to try to do this. Yeah. I'm going to let her try to do this. Right. Exactly. And I he's was... kind of a little, having a little bit of fun at her expense. He's like, okay, like, clearly you're miserable. But, like, whatever. But, like, like, yeah. I mean, I think... I think that that is a sign of a supportive partner that you do what your partner says they want yes. versus what you assume they want. Yes. Well, especially so early in the relationship to try to tell Grace what she's thinking or feeling right. would not be cool. Exactly. So yeah, he kind of goes along with her trying it. And mm-hmm. so we see another scene where she's knocked the chain off of her bicycle and mm-hmm. he's like going to help. And she's like, nope, I got this. So he doesn't interfere. And then uh, at the same time, after she gets the chain back on, she knocks the pedal off and then Mm -hmm. someone throws a coffee out the window and it beams her in the head. And so Leo (laughs) goes to get her something to dry off with. And while she's trying to fix the pedal, a cut, like a, a car goes through a puddle and splashes her with mud. So he's come back with like a single napkin that is no longer (laughs) effective. Yeah. And so you just, you see he's trying and he's also being really nice and not really Mm. laughing at her. Right. Which I don't think I could do. No, I was so mean to you. I would have been making so much fun of you if that happened to you. Well, and they're both kind of rewarded for like Leo reigning in his crazy. Yes. And Grace kind of like pushing her own boundaries because they got this really cute moment at the end where like, Grace is like, I'm sorry, I'm just not an outdoorsy person. And Leo's like, okay, like, yeah. duh. He's like, obviously. Like, like, but we could just go back to the cabin and just, like, whatever. Right, and then they, like, make out and it's raining and yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. Making out in the rain is super hot. Yes. But, yeah, they, they overall, despite the fact that Grace really wasn't having fun, they, they make a good trip out of it. Right. She, they both kind of learn something new about each other. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's good. It's good to see them actually have healthy relationship patterns right. unlike the last four episodes of bullshit we saw i believe this is like that one episode in season four where nathan was like all of a sudden behaving like a normal human and we, we were, were like, like what whoa what is happening like who the fuck wrote this did they get a woman on staff what's so going probably on next week leah will be back to being terrible probably almost certainly well let's talk about will and kim well will and kim is the surprise of the episode for me i agree um and the reason why is that from moment one, because of the way Kim is portrayed as, like, this very earnest, like, very short, like, very, like, aggressive, like, thirsty, thirsty, thirsty for Will. Yes. 
Like He's sort of like a thirsty elf. Yes, he's very much like a thirsty elf. And so you kind of feel like the show is, like, setting him up to just be, like, the butt of the joke the Like, whole he's time. just, yeah, we're just going to be here to make fun of the short guy. And, and as a short, I am offended. <laughs> the thing that's nice, though, is that the show gives his character enough space to, like, develop and grow. And Will does the same thing as well. I mean, like, yes, it comes from him just, like, being so into Will that he's, like, let me rub your feet. Then they'll feel better. Which doesn't make sense because that wasn't Will's wounded parts. I think he was just, like, trying to sort of be nice and, like, right. make Will comfortable. So, like, Will's sort of laid up on a couch and he's like, uh-huh. you don't have to stay with me. And he's like, I want to stay with you. I like you. I think you're cute. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he's very earnest and upfront about, like, I like you. I yeah. think you're hot. I would like us to make out with our faces. Mm-hmm. And so then he, like, rubs Will's feet and Will sort of, like, goes from, like, being this, like... Like, shrewish, holding back, like, snot to, like, oh. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, you know, there's obviously the the quick sitcom interpretation of, like, well, you know, Will is being physically pleasured by this man. Wink, wink. He's good with his hands. He's interested in him now. You know? Mm-hmm. But also, like, there is a legitimate sense that, like, Will is just not good in relationships and isn't right. used to dating people who just, like, care about him and, like, reach out and do nice things for him. Right. In the last few partners we've seen him have, they're mostly, like, really emotionally, like, closed off. Uh-huh. Um, like, that time that he dated Patrick Dempsey, they right. won't come out publicly. Like, Will is used to being, like, the emotionally available one of his partners. Which is saying something, seeing as he's a wasp, and as you know, wasps are not often known for their emotional availability. Yeah, he's about the emotional availability of, like, a marble statue of, like, a satyr. Yeah, it's like, well, that's kind of like half a goat. Right. It might be happy. And it probably wants to have sex, but, like, it's not going to do anything, like, from the emotional standpoint, you know? Yeah. You know, but, like, it's just kind of nice to see, like, the simple explanation and then, like, project a larger explanation. Which is that he found someone who's actually, like, emotionally available and, like, tells him straight up, I like you, I think you're cute. Right. And then they probably kiss faces. And, like, I don't have any expectations that the show will let this go on because mm-hmm. it's Will and Grace and, right. like... The show has a terrible track record with Will having dates that last for more right. than... Right, actually giving hit the gay man a gay partner is just, like, beyond right. the capabilities of the show most of the time. But honestly, I mean, the episode ends with this little cute scene where, like, Grace drops Will off at the house, and then he, like, whispers, and then, like, Kim comes out of the stairwell. Right, yeah. So and she... they go back in the room to have sex. Right, like... yeah. So Grace drops Will off, and then she's like, I'm gonna go stay at Leo's, and so then she pieces out, mm-hmm. which I did agree that that was very cute, that Grace would walk Will all the way up the stairs and take the elevator, because I think that's a very friendly, friend thing to do. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, he, like, whistles or something, and then Kim, like, creeps out of the staircase, right. and then they clearly go in the house to bang. Like, it's the most action Will's gotten in a long time, so that alone is great. But, like, it's just cute. Like, it's... Do you think he rides Will like a pol- pogo stick? Maybe. Boing. Honestly, I could see him kind of being a power top. I could totally see Tim, Kim being a... Oh my god, I almost just called him Tim. I work with a guy named Tim. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, I know he likes Will and Grace. Right, right, right. So right. that would be weird. That would be weird. Anyway. You want to say it again? Yes. Um, yeah, I guess I could kind of see Kim being a power top. Yeah. He, he's, he has that sort of like short guy confidence, but not overconfidence. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't strike me as the type who, like, would have to drive a big car. Like, he definitely went down on Will for, like, 30 minutes. Oh, for sure. Both sides. Oh, yeah. 
Like, he just took a quick, like, mouthwash break and went right yeah, back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, an hour later, Will's like, oh, my God, did we not have sex sex yet? Will is just like, I don't know what's happening. What time is it? I feel I'm eating. What day is it? I have to go to work eventually. Grace is like, I've been home for three days. Are you ill? Will, do you even have a job anymore? You just, like, get up in the morning and make breakfast, and then I go to work, and I never see you again. It's because he's being pleasured. Yes. By his tiny man. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's all we have this week. Yay, Will nice gets way laid. To end it. Yay, we're very happy for Will this week. And while he may not have gotten dressed up in a fun Halloween costume, he got undressed out of a fun Halloween costume. Himself. Yes. The more you know. Twinkle. Tess, why don't you tell everyone where they can find us on social media? I will. So our main social media is our Twitter page. We are at Not a Couple Show, but we also exist on Tumblr, on Facebook. Um, so yeah, come shout us out. Also, if you uh, wanna email us, we do have an email address. We are not a couple podcast at gmail.com. So if you want to send us a more private message, you can totally do that. We try and check it pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if you want to listen to this episode other places, you can find us on iTunes and Podbean. Wonderful. Wunderbar. Well, thank you so much for listening to us this week, you guys. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Will and Grace. Happy early Halloween. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Hi, Liza. This episode of Not a Couple was brought to you by Shaja, the hottest new cafe on the Upper West Side. There's nothing else to say about it because you'll never find it. It's, it's in an apartment. Duh. It's in a hallway. <laughs> <laughs>